Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Jardu COVID-19 Community Podcast. This is episode six in a series where we bring you insights, stories and experiences from those at the forefront of digital services, particularly in local government during the COVID-19 pandemic. Today's episode features the largest local authority in Europe, which is Birmingham City Council. We speak to Shiraz Yukub, who is head of online service delivery and transformation at the council. With the first confirmed coronavirus case being way back on the 31st of January, we are now over 100 days into the pandemic in the UK. Birmingham City Council responded extremely quickly and even shared assets on the Jardu Library to help other councils. On this podcast, Shiraz tells us how the role of Birmingham.gov has changed, how it's evolved. He tells us about the importance of data, both at national and local level, and how Birmingham is using that data to be proactive. He tells us about an online book of memories hosted on the site, which captures experiences and what is a moment in history. He also addresses what's next and how the council is carefully watching the local lockdown in Leicester. I begin by asking Shiraz to tell us a little bit about the changing role of Birmingham.gov over the last 100 days. Like every other authority, the role of digital and pandemic phase kind of like has changed quite, quite dramatically. We've gone from a website which has been offering advice, information and guidance to council services and transactional services within the site to a very different kind of relationship with the citizens of Birmingham and beyond because that also includes our partners where it's very important that that information that is required moves to a, a an engaging relationship where it's a single point where they can potentially get to all sources of information of support and help and direction during a a pandemic environment which we've been going through the site what we've done is created a um, section which is for covid updates which not only supports citizens in terms of what supports available for them but Far reaches out to businesses and professionals, gives them plain and simple information with regards to national guidance that's coming out in a in a simple way, but more looking at it in terms of what does it mean for you locally, as well as looking at things around well-being and support and hints and tips, but education and what I saw and the the biggest change. For .gov, it's a pandemic education source that we've created within Birmingham.gov.uk, which is not only telling them about what the pandemic is around the coronavirus and everything like that, but it becomes a spider web to the customer journeys as to where you want to go to based on the information you need. And we've gone through a bit of a, a redesign very, very quickly in our approach in Birmingham around how we were presenting this information because during the start of the pandemic it was about sharing with citizens affected services so how has the pandemic affected the council services that are operating for citizens to opt into and from that we then started looking at support advice guidance and user journeys in terms of things that were happening nationally and then relating them back to a a local level 
so that we were being informative in terms of the citizens getting to where they need to get to, businesses needing to get to where they need to get to, and they had the right information contact to, to complete any ask and any need for the City Council as part of the, the pandemic. The affected services, which is also on, on our site, it is giving um, citizens information around what are the changes that we're making to services in terms of disruptions, in terms of changes, the way that we're operating. It was it is telling us any news and updates around, you know, the, the normal day-to-day services that we operate as a, an authority, like, for example, your waste collection services. We were giving them school and childcare uh, information. And also we have uh, a corporate contact centre which equally operates different services and what we were giving citizens and businesses is up-to-date current information which was giving them position in terms of is that a good service that we're operating in normal or did we have to change that? So you could go into the site and have a look at, for example, any of the services or highways on a particular day and you can see whether, you know, we're, we're operating a, a business as usual service or not. And that's helped quite our, our citizens quite a bit. And what we've been seeing during the last 100 days plus is a day-by-day increase in terms of how those pages are being used uh, and we're maintaining them real time in the sense that as information's coming in, we've got a content team that is delivering those changes on behalf of services, our public health team and across the city, uh, a number of functions. And more importantly, what we've done is made it the single source of information because any social media or any other channel campaigns that we're doing, what we're doing is linking it back to the website in terms of them getting information because once they're within the COVID-19 pages and they've got access to the, the chosen service, they've also got access to a library of information. That's a fan, fantastic overview. It's great to get you on the podcast. I guess it's been a pretty intense period by the sounds of it for you for you at the council. Intense is, is probably the right word to use, kind of thing. <laughs> I think it's uh, intense, balanced by challenge, balanced by the, our flexible ways of working that have enabled us to deliver the information that we're presenting on the site. But more so, it's not only working, you know, within the the, the web team or the digital front door in in surfacing that those citizens, but it's been about closing uh, or making the bond closer to, you know, our internal service as well as reaching out to our uh, our third sector partners and the national teams who have been working with local authorities in, in making sure that we're getting the right level of information and, and, and the information is going out to citizens and businesses at balance. One of the things I'd love to hear more about is how you're using data provided by citizens um, to, in order to provide proactive support. For instance, I understand you're um, proactively checking, checking in on, on vulnerable people. Yeah, so I think I, th- I think one of the things through the the, the pan- pandemic and the environment that we've been going through is it's raised the profile of the importance of data, and uh, you know we've experienced quite a lot of that because what we've been working with is certainly around the emergency and vulnerable people is national data and local data, 
that we hold for information. And then it's about maintaining that data in real time in terms of the information that's coming in. So in the emergency response line or the hub, which is the term that we refer it to as Birmingham City Council, it's to provide call across food, care, prescriptions, and any other support that they require from the council. And in a way that uh, the citizens nationally has been recognised as being vulnerable and therefore has to shield. And as part of that shielding, there's a, there's a duty of care or there's a welfare check to make sure that they're still getting access to services and they're getting access to support and they're getting access to, to, to care and professionals within adults, for example. So we've set up uh, we set a brand new uh, emergency hub within Birmingham, within the contact centre with online capability, which allowed us to make outbound calls and, and receive inbound calls based on service uh, vulnerable needs, requesting us um, to provide services from or support and assistance to them as, as they have been advised by partners uh, like the NHS who we've been working closely with and national that they need to to shield themselves and for us the, the data element of that has been key because we were getting national data which was coming through from third parties and what we were getting is the, the national picture of what the requirements were for these individuals but remember at a local level, we could be seeing that these vulnerable people are already known to us. So what the data allowed us to do is, is complete the jigsaw and get a rounded view of the citizen, what their needs are and how they're already known to us and, and therefore what we're providing for them. Because sometimes it could be just beyond requiring a weekly food supply. There may be other underlying things that are there. From a, a data perspective, you know, it's a key in our decision-making process because without that local information being mixed with national data that was coming through, how do you ensure that you're making the right decisions and you're shaping that service real-time because that's what you're, you're doing in terms of the support and advice to the vulnerable and, and shielded people to uh, to deliver services to them. This is really, really interesting. The, the proactive element in particular is really, really interesting. I'm just wondering how you might reach some of these people if they say don't answer the phone, just just how you would get in contact. It, it seems like a big task. Yeah, so 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 we we've 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 been working closely with uh, the national teams around contact uh, of citizens, and we we almost receive daily data extracts or data sharing uh, information from national with Birmingham uh, around those people who have opted in for support that that requires support from from Birmingham as a as an authority, uh, and what we've done is we've used uh, our data. Uh, that we've got to uh, first run checks to make sure that we've got accuracy within the data. We've got no duplicates in there. We are looking at different contact numbers that we've got hold of with within the data set that we've got. And there's been instances where the national data has not been fantastic and it's been missing information and therefore we've been able to to plug that data through the, the excellent data work done by our IC. TD teams uh, specialising in in data that's allowed us to make contact. You know, uh, as a as an outbound call, 
to thousands of residents in Birmingham to offer that level of advice and support and just do those safe and well checks to make sure that, you know, they've got everything that they need to do. Where we haven't been able to do that because we've not naturally been able to get in touch uh, with um, some of our citizens, uh, we've partnered with uh, West Midlands Fire Service who have gone out and done a doorstep knock to do safe, safe and well checks on vulnerable and shielded citizens just to make sure that, you know, there is they're safe and well and they haven't got any any further needs and and that's been our approach it's almost been a three-step approach so national contact local contact and if we can't get in contact with them then it's the doorstep knock to check that the, the individuals are fine and 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 ascertain whether there's any needs or not fantastic so the volume of data that you've been able to collect in this period data on requests, locations and communities has really helped by the sounds sounds of it and has enabled you to draft in resources where needed. Do you do you think that that data will also provide insight for other, you know, for further proactive work? I think the data is always going to be um, useful. It's about how we as a local authority look at that data and how it can inform us in terms of uh, an authority to make decisions and um, make contact with citizens and businesses, as an example, the insight is going to—it it is good because you, you're getting uh, mixing the, the national and the, the, the local data sets together will allow us to really see insight in terms of the makeup of Birmingham. So you know we'll, we can now see you know the vulnerability you know, in, in Birmingham because we can use that data to really touch localism very, very closely. And and what we can do is use that data to, to look at needs within communities, um, needs within ethnicities, uh, needs within um, certain age groups, as an example. So, yes, the data is good for insight. And I think going forward for, for the local authority, what we need to, to, to be looking at is what is it that we need to take from that data to understand more about our citizens, our communities, our businesses, and therefore what can we proactively deliver to the, the residents of Birmingham um, using those, those, those data sets that we've got and we've got a, a wealth of data within the authority. One of the things I wanted to ask about, having been on the site and having taken a look through some of this, is the online book of memories the council is creating to, to capture the experiences of people in the city in this moment in what, what is history. I wondered if you could talk a little bit around that initiative, please. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, where they started was to actually recognise those people in Birmingham, who who had been who had been lost from the pandemic, and that was their original thought around having uh, a book of, of memories. And uh, quite often, uh, a book of memory is something that you associate with losing something. And then we had a conversation uh, within the council with corporate com- communications, our ICTD. Uh, assistant director at the time and what we wanted to do was because this was a once in a lifetime thing that would happen what we wanted the book of memories to do is not only 
have a memory for those that we we'd we'd lost, but it was to gauge people's thoughts, you know, positive things around what people were feeling, being in a different environment, not doing their day to day business as they they, they they were doing, you know, pre March kind of thing. But what we wanted the Book of Memories to really bring out is a reflection, a reflection of the time that we were going through, reflection on how citizens and communities have come together, uh, reflections on how the local authorities come together in working with communities, working with partners, and reflections of how the, the local authority have responded back to citizens in continuing to deliver services. And that's similar to all those, you know, wonderful uh, organisations out there uh, who are doing a great job in in supporting the the pandemic. And the local authorities got a place with its communities, its citizens to to reflect on the time that we're going through kind of thing. And it's been a huge success. We're getting comments come through all the time. But I think in 10, 15 years time, you know, the future could go back and look at this time and place that we're going through at the moment and then reflect on, you know, that there was a a historical moment for Birmingham. And this is how the council communities, partners and business responded back to it and here's some of the thoughts and feelings that, you know, you could connect with to try and experience, you know, the the current time that we're, we're going through and the changes that we're having to go to through at pace. Uh, and that's just not from a, a work perspective, but in our personal lives, you know, in our children's lives. And it, it touches every every everything that we do on a daily basis. And that's what the Book of Memories is, is kind of like capturing kind of thing, uh, is people's thoughts, uh, reflections, and, and success and congratulations, you know, for, for things that, Citizens are doing and coming together as voluntary groups and supporting those vulnerable people, supporting communities and areas, but also how the local authorities playing that part as part of the, uh, the 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 supporting role that we need to 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 have going forward. I've been looking through it, and what it does really well is, I, I guess, provides anecdotes as to. Uh, how we've all been living during during lockdown and some of the more day-to-day things but then it also has very powerful testimonies from people that have experienced real loss as part of this and it provides the complete spectrum of experiences which i guess is also is is also quite informative the digital uh book of memories um is actually within the COVID-19 context. So this is where I was talking about the, the spider web of knowledge or information or guidance or support. Um, and, and you can look at it in any, any, any particular way. It's part of that journey that we're going through during this pandemic in a digital way. So I appreciate this is a massive question, but, but what's next? Is it fair to say you're at somewhat of a, a reset phase, re- reviewing decisions, identifying the work required to bring back certain services, are you considering the possibilities of a second wave? I, I wouldn't say it's a, refe- a reset phase. I would say it's a, a reflection phase because we're still in that moment 
at the moment. So as a council, we're still running our emergency plan. And we know that the pandemic hasn't gone away. Uh, we know we need to almost think and reflect on the future in terms of what that new norm uh, will look like and how the, the the city and the authority will shape. So for here and now for us, it's a continuation of what we've been doing the last, you know, 100 odd days, but at the same time reflect on, you know, the last 100 days in terms of what we've delivered in terms of new services, how we've changed the way that the services uh, have operated, how we've been flexible in terms of resources to make sure that we were continuing with um, delivering services within the authority and, and, and really go back and, and, and look at how, uh, how, much, how much we have done, you know, what challenges we've experienced, what we could have done better, and then reflect on those and, and, and continuously improve those as we're going through this emergency plan because the emergency plan is here and now it's a moment in time for us kind of thing. And for us is that the fact that we're in a, a stable state whereby we're still continuing to run with the emergency plan, support our citizens, look at a changing council and how we've been operating. You know, we moved to a remote environment where we're continuing to support services and deliver services for our citizens, but in a different way. And obviously, you know, we do need to prepare for and if and and when uh, a time will come with regards to a second wave, uh, and we're looking very closely to our colleagues in in Leicester who are doing a fantastic job around their local lockdown at the moment, and we need to be taking uh, learnings and reflections upon those on on if we were in that situation in Birmingham, how would we respond to it? Do we need to do something different? And do we see the data? Do we see the MI, which is informing us, you know, to be better prepared for uh, the weeks, days, months, years, years to come kind of thing? And I think that's where we are at the moment. So I don't think it's a reset because reset for me is reset pre-March. I think it's uh, we're in that, process where we're reflecting and reflecting on the, the, the last hundred days and reflecting on the, the coming hundred days uh, because it's not it's not going to go away tomorrow. We are in this moment. Will the second hundred days be as intense as the first hundred days? That's that's the question. Yeah, I suppose, and, and yes, it is. Um, that that is that that is the the, the question. You know, we're, we're in the we're in the process of bringing services back where there had been some interruption but it's about delivering those services in a in, in the right way um safely for our citizens in, in in Birmingham and we should do that with due due care uh, and reflection and ensure that we're always you know have have got at the forefront of our minds to say that we're we're actually following the national guidance in 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 doing that, and we are bringing services back, but they're not going to be delivered in the same way as we've been delivering them historically, because we've got additional measures that we need to 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 comply with and and follow and guidance that we need to follow. 
um, and that's continuously changing on a, you know, you could almost say on an hourly basis. A massive thank you to Shiraz for taking the time to speak to me. It was and uh, is very much appreciated. We already have the next interview lined up. Next week, I'll be speaking to the London Borough of Newham, which went live with its new site on the 22nd of April, during the height of the COVID-19 outbreak in the UK. It's particularly interesting because the council moved to a new content management system when getting important information out to citizens was, and continues to be, genuinely more important than ever. As I say at the end of every episode, if you work in digital services for local government or in higher education, we'd love to hear your experiences. It only takes a 10 minute chat over the platform of your choice and could be really useful to others that are facing similar challenges. Equally, if you're facing a challenge another organisation has already overcome, it could be a good way of getting some help. So please do get in touch at austin at jardu.co.uk. If you haven't already, check out the COVID-19 community toolbox by heading to jadu.net slash library slash toolbox. Right, that's all for now. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.